ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته my noble brothers and sisters in al-islam indeed all of the praise is for allah azza wa jal for allah azza wa jal he is the possessor of the beautiful names and the lofty attributes and likewise allah azza wa jal he is the one who bestows upon his servants the many bounties and favors whether they are religious favors or religious bounties worldly favors worldly bounties as allah azza wa jal he mentions wama bikum min ni'matin fa min allah and whatever you have of a blessing of a bounty a favor it is from allah Also Allah Azza wa Jal is to be praised in all times and in all situations in times of good in times of bad in times of ease in times of difficulty in times of safety and security and tranquility likewise in times of fitan the times of trials and tribulations Allah Azza wa Jal is to be praised and we praise him I address you my brothers and sisters in light of a recent post or tweet from our brother in Islam and Salafia Anwar Wright a graduate from Medina University from the College of Hadith may Allah azza wa jal rectify my affairs as well as his and i feel compelled to address that which our brother has written against me abu yusuf khalifa i feel compelled to address that which he tweeted 
for there are some matters of extreme importance that must be stated and this is for the purpose of clarity closing the door of fitna and a reminder for those who take heed seeking the face of Allah Azawajal and with Allah is the success and I ask Allah Azawajal to guide my tongue to say that which is pleasing to him and that which is in accordance to the religion and protect me from saying that which is of evil and oppression and wrongdoing to myself or and to my brother Anwar Wright. Our brother Anwar Wright, he tweeted, Instead of seeking an excuse for our father, Allama Urbaid al-Jabiri, Abu Yusuf Khalifa criticizes him and accuses him of not wanting to sit with Salafis. How many times has the Sheikh opened his door to receive Salafis from around the globe? Then our brother Anwar, he puts a screenshot where I state, as for one, Sheikh Rabia criticized Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi for telling the scholars in Algeria they are right and not to sit with those who are connected to those who praise Halabi and are connected with Abdul Malik Ramadani, etc. Saying he is causing separation. How many times Sheikh Ubaid has refused to sit with Salafis? This is my statement that was placed under his tweet as a screenshot. And this is the statement that he has stated is a criticism against our father Al-Alama Al-Shaykh Ubaid Al-Jabiri Hafizullah Ta'ala and an accusation against him of not wanting to sit with Salafis. I would like to remind our brother Anwar and those who retweeted his tweet and those who commented on his tweet those who liked his tweet and those who are pleased with his tweet when they seen it I would like to remind them all with the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal that indeed Allah He commands with justice and goodness. Allah Azawajal commands with Al-Adl, being just. And what is Al-Adl? Al-Adl, it is Wadu'u Shay fi Mawdi'ihi, putting something in its proper place. And it is the opposite of Al-Dhulm, the opposite of oppression and wrongdoing. And Al-Dhulm is Wadu'u Shay fi Ghairi Mawdi'ihi putting something in other than its proper place. So Allah Azza wa Jal commands us for putting things in their proper place and we are prohibited in Islam 
from putting things in the wrong place. As dhulm is a major sin in Islam, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he stated, al-dhulm dhulumat yawm al-qiyamah. That oppression is darkness on the day of judgment. And likewise we have in al-hadith al-Qudsi, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned that Allah azza wa jal stated, Ya ibadi, inni haramtu al-dhulm ala nafsi. وَجَعَلْتُهُ مُحَرَّمًا بَيْنَكُمْ فَلَا تَظَالَمُوا O my servants, indeed I have made oppression forbidding upon myself, and I have made it forbidden amongst you, so do not wrong one another. Also we have the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُونُوا قَوَّامِينَ بِالْقِسْتِ شُهَدَاءَ لِلَّهِ وَلَوْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ الْوَالِدَيْنِ وَالْأَقْرَبِينَ إِنْ يَكُنْ غَنِيًّا أَوْ فَقِيرًا فَاللَّهُ أَوْلَى بِهِمَا فَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا الْهَوَىٰ أَنْ تَعْدِلُوا وَإِنْ تَلْوُوا أَوْ تُعْرِدُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرًا and this is Surah An-Nisa, verse number 135. O you who believe, stand up firmly for justice as witnesses for Allah, even if it be against yourselves, or your parents, or your kin. Be he rich or poor, Allah is a better protector to both than you. And do not follow the desires, lest you avoid being just and if you distort your witness or refuse to give it verily Allah is all aware of that which you do also we have the statement of Allah Azawajal and Surah Al-Ma'idah another verse in which Allah Azza wa Jal commands with justice commands with being fair for indeed this matter of Adil is a serious matter in the deen of Al-Islam and it is not to be taken lightly Allah Azza wa Jal he states in Surah Al-Ma'idah verse number 8 Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu كُونُوا قَوَّامِينَ لِلَّهِ شُهَدَاءَ بِالْقِسْتِ وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمٍ عَلَىٰ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا اِعْدِلُوا هُوَ أَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَىٰ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions in the meaning of the verse, O you who believe, stand up firmly for Allah as just witnesses, and let not your hatred and enmity of others make you avoid justice and being fair. Be just, that is nearer to piety, nearer to taqwa, and fear Allah 
Verily Allah is all aware or all acquainted with that which you do. Also Allah He mentions in Surah Al-An'am وَإِذَا قُلْتُمْ فَعْدِلُوا وَلَوْ كَانَ ذَا قُرْبَى And when you speak, be just even when it comes to your relatives. In these verses, Allah Azza wa Jal commands with Al-Adl, being fair, being just. And the matter of being fair and being just entails speaking the truth and testifying to the truth and not concealing the truth. Justice is putting things in their proper place. Why do I mention these things? I mention these things because our brother Anwar Wright, may Allah rectify my affair as well as his, he has gone against these verses. He has opposed this command of Allah of being just. And why do I say that? I say that because either he himself is present in the Masjid Al-Bukhari group of Florida under a hidden name spying in the group or there is someone who is or was in the Bukhari group spying and taking back information to him or it's a person who was in the group and decided to take the info to others or to our brother Anwar and he posted the screenshot of what was stated in the Bukhari group. Being that either Anwar himself is in the group spying or someone else is in the group spying or someone was in the group and happens to just take information back to them why wasn't the entire context of my speech mentioned why is it that only a portion of my speech is shown in the screenshot is this fairness is this justice the ulama they mentioned the importance of the context of speech and not taking just a portion of the speech and leaving the rest for when a person only takes a portion of the speech and not take the speech in its entire context this can lead an individual to misunderstanding even misguidance like the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal Wailu lil musallin Woe to those who pray a person just takes that statement of Allah and says that Allah, He warns against praying. Rather, when the person reads the speech of Allah in its entirety, then one will see that Allah is not warning against prayer. So it is a must that the speech be mentioned in full context. Maybe he may say, well, this is what reached me then the blame is upon the one who is in the room.
the context of my speech was in relation to one of the brothers posting the post from or the link to our father Sheikh Rabia Hafidhullah Ta'ala his writing that was put out addressing our other father Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi Hafidhullah regarding his statements against those whom he has warned against and the Sheikh requesting for him to present his evidence so I myself I read the article from our father Sheikh Rabia Hafidhullah and may Allah preserve and protect them from all evil I read the article so I mentioned that uh, the brother Musa Richardson has stated to a person who asks, is it going to be translated? That yes, it's going to be translated. And I mentioned that from what I read, there can be responses to this from different angles. And then I mentioned that Sheikh Rabia, Hafidhullah Ta'ala, He criticized Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi for telling the scholars in Algeria they are right and not to sit with those who are connected to those who praise Halabi and are connected with Abdul Malik Ramadani, saying he's causing separation. And then I said, How many times Sheikh Ubaid has refused to sit with Salafis? So when you look at the context, it's clear that I am not criticizing Sheikh Ubaid our father Hafidhullah Ta'ala nor am I accusing him of not sitting with Salafis rather the context of the speech is that Sheikh Muhammad's statement to those Mashaykh in Al-Jazair in Algeria the likes of the noble scholar Al-Alama Sheikh Muhammad Firqus and those with him that they were correct in not sitting with the the other Mashaykh who are with those who praise Halabi and they are with Abdul Malik or Ramadani that this uh, position of Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi Hafidhullah is not something that's odd as he has Salaf for that he has those who are senior to him who have done the same like our father a Sheikh Ubaid al-Jabri Sheikh Ubaid Hafidhullah Ta'ala has refused to sit with certain, indi certain individuals for his reasons and no one was questioning his reasons Rather, the point is that here it is, we have a scholar other than Sheikh Muhammad who has done this.
So this is not something that is odd to come from the ulama. As the ulama, based upon their knowledge of the deen, based upon their ishtihad, at times when they see that a person is in fault or upon error, they will censor the individual. And from the ways they will censor the person, even if the person is Salafi, is not to sit with the individual, to give that individual a message for the person to reflect upon their affair and to rectify their affair. And this is known, not just from Sheikh Rabia, not just from Sheikh Ubaid, but other scholars, past and present. So this was no criticism of a Sheikh Ubaid, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, and definitely not an accusation that the Sheikh doesn't sit with the Salafis, because even in my statement itself, how many times Sheikh Ubaid has refused to sit with Salafis, doesn't mean that the Sheikh doesn't sit with no Salafis at all. Subhanallah wa bihamdi. I myself have attended some classes of Sheikh Ubaid, Hafidhullah, in Masjid Ridwan, in Medina. And after the class, the Sheikh will go into his private room. Alhamdulillah, the doors open for some to go in to visit the Sheikh and speak to the Sheikh and greet him and ask their questions and the likes. So it would be foolish of me to say that the Sheikh doesn't sit with no Salafis. But this is the spin and the interpretation that our brother Anwar, may Allah guide me and guide him to that which he loves and is pleased with. Our brother has put this interpretation upon my speech and this is incorrect. This is incorrect. And even though I'm no longer welcomed in the house of our brother Anwar Wright as I once was spending the night in his house benefiting from his library, may Allah reward him for that, for those times that he hosted me and allowed me to benefit from his library. I don't forget the good that a person has done. Even though me and him are not on good terms as we were prior, it's still upon him to be just and to be fair when dealing with me or dealing with anyone, just as it is upon myself to be just and fair when dealing with him. But here's the thing, even in what was shown in the screenshot, how does a question alone equate to criticism of our father Sheikh Obeid? One cannot merely deduce or come to a conclusion that asking the question is a means of criticism or to insinuate indirectly that I'm speaking bad of a Sheikh Obeid, which entail translating to, I speak bad about the scholars. Again, this is the spin that our brother Anwar has placed upon my speech. Let me be clear. I do not attack any of the scholars of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, nor do I speak bad of any of the scholars of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. I love them for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And I view the scholars of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah to be the inheritors of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Also another point Barakallah Fikum is closing the door for the people of innovation to try to attack Sheikh Ubaid by using the speech of Sheikh Rabir or any of the scholars for this way again of ulama refusing to sit with individuals they have salaf in this affair for the people of innovation they always look to find discrepancies with Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah or contradictions with Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah and walhamdulillah the methodology of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is based upon the revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his book the Quran and that which was revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the sunnah so again this is not an attack upon a Sheikh Ubaid or any criticism of Sheikh Ubaid and definitely not accusing him that he doesn't sit with these Salafis meaning no Salafis at all this is falsehood this is actually a slander it was only an example that I was given that other scholars have done this and this is from the way of the scholars and likewise this is no disrespect to our father and Sheikh Sheikh Rabir or accusing him of having double standards as some of the ignorant have stated and this is based upon their evil thoughts and not giving their brother the benefit of the doubt so it is upon those individuals who say that I was attacking Sheikh Rabia and accusing Sheikh Rabia of having double standards and no scholar has preceded me in this affair is upon these individuals to learn the Islamic law. Okay, son? I remind my brother Anwar of the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal and this statement of Allah Azza wa Jal is very important when it comes to speaking whether speaking about religious affairs speaking about worldly affairs it's very important barakallahu fikum that we adhere to the statement of Allah azza wa jal wala taqfu ma laysa laka bihi ilm 
ان السمع والبصر والفؤاد كل اولئك كان عنه مسؤولا and do not say that which you have no knowledge of indeed the hearing and the sight and the heart all of these things the person will be held accountable for and responsible for our brother anwar he has spoken without knowledge concerning my statement and it is upon him to repent to allah azawajal and likewise those who say that I was attacking Sheikh Rabia or criticizing Sheikh Rabia and saying that he has double standards. This is not the case. And it's upon them also to make tawbah. And likewise, those individuals who commented on the tweet of our brother of Anwar, adding their one or two cents into the situation, it's upon them also to make tawbah. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu ijtanibu kathiran min al-dhann inna ba'd al-dhann ithm O you who believe stay away from much suspicion indeed some suspicion is a sin wa la tajassasu wa la yaghtab ba'dukum ba'dha ayuhibbu ahadukum an ya'kula lahma akhihi maytan fakarihtumu wattaqullah inna allaha tawwabur rahim this is Suratul Hujurat, verse number 12. All you who believe, keep away from much suspicion, for indeed some suspicion is a sin. And do not spy on one another, and do not backbite one another. Do one of you love to eat the flesh of his dead brother? You would abhor that And fear Allah Indeed Allah is the off Acceptor of the repentance And most merciful This verse here Is one that Teaches the Muslims How to deal with one another And how the interaction is to be With one another And Anwar right? Alhamdulillah he is a Muslim And I myself Alhamdulillah I am a Muslim And on top of that We are both people of the Sunnah Which is More stronger Than just merely being Muslims This is the legislated mannerisms Allah has taught us when it comes to Muslims dealing with one another. Stay away from a lot of suspicion. For indeed, some suspicion is a sin. If the person stays away from a lot of suspicion, he doesn't fall into some suspicion. And do not spy on one another. Do not spy upon one another. This is serious. Because where did you get the screenshot from? Oh my brother in Islam, my brother in Salafiyah. How did our brother Anwar 
get this screenshot. Again, is he the spy in the room? Is he in the room under a hidden name, spying upon his brothers in Salafia, looking for something? Or is it someone else who is spying in the room, looking for something to take back? Or just merely a person's in the room and he took the information back. Wasn't spying, but he's seen it and he had some questions about it. Or he's, he's a tail carrier. Allah musta'an. And do not backbite one another. Look at these three affairs. Don't be suspicious. Don't spy. Don't backbite. When you are suspicious, it causes you to spy. And when you spy and you find out something, it causes you to backbite. Allah has forbidden these things. Alhamdulillah, I'm not known to be a person who speaks ill of the scholars. I don't speak ill of Sheikh Rabia, I don't speak ill of Sheikh Ubaid, I don't speak ill of Sheikh Salih Fawzan, Sheikh Muhammad Luhaydan, I don't speak ill of the, the Mufti, I don't speak ill of Sheikh Muhammad Furqus, I don't speak ill of Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi, I don't speak ill of the ulama. Rather, and this is by the virtue of Allah, I translate their works, I teach from their books, I study their books. And whenever I have the opportunity, when I travel overseas, I do my best to sit in their classes. This is known. However, because of evil suspicion, our brother Anwar, he came to the conclusion that my speech was criticism against Sheikh Obeid. That my speech was an accusation against Sheikh Obeid that he doesn't sit with the Salafis. Either this is the case or he is intentionally misleading the people to think that I'm speaking bad about Ashik Obeid because he knew the context of my speech but yet he put out what he wanted to put out given the impression that I have hatred for the scholars and in reality both matters are evil and he needs to remove himself from both affairs. The Prophet wasallam he stated, and this narration is on the authority of Abi Hurairah an, collected in the Sahih of Al-Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim, إِيَّاكُمْ فَإِنَّ الْحَدِيثِ Be aware of evil suspicion, for indeed evil suspicion is the most lying of speech. So we see from this narration, the truthfulness of the statement of the Prophet For having evil suspicion It can lead a person To fabricating lies As in this case And this is the lesser of the evils That it was an evil suspicion that he had and it led to him fabricating a lie on me. And if that's not the case, then it was intentional. He was being malicious. In any event, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he stated, "Kullul muslimi ala muslim haram damuhu wa maluhu wa That every Muslim is sacred to another Muslim. His blood, his property, and his honor. You have to be careful. And this is 
a statement I say to myself and I advise my brothers and sisters with as well as and specifically my brother Anwar we have to be careful when it comes to the honor of a Muslim and it is upon us to repent from the violating of the honor of a Muslim and may Allah forgive us all myself and us all for any violations that we have done against the honor of the Muslims without justification but your statement Anwar may Allah guide me and you you violated my honor by giving the impression to the people that I speak bad about one of the scholars from the scholars of the Sunnah Al-Sheikh Ubaid, our father I remind you of the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Man qala fi mu'min ma laysa fihi askanahu Allahu radghata al-khabal hatta yakhruja mimma qal That whoever says about a believer that which is not with him then Allah will cause him to live in the pus of the inhabitants of the hellfire until he leaves from that which he says. I now want to move on to some speech from the noble scholar, a Sheikh Salil Fawzan, Hafidhullah Ta'ala. And this is from his explanation of Kitabul Kabair, the book of major sins. And I'm mentioning portions of his speech and not everything in its entirety coming from the chapter of having evil thoughts and suspicion about the Muslim. The Shaykh mentions Women al Kabair Su'udhan bil Muslimin. And from the major sins is having evil suspicion about the Muslims. Fal asr fil Muslim al khair wal adala. Fala tu si udhan bi akhik al Muslim. In lam yakun indak delil ala ma dhonant. In lam yakun indak delil ala ma dhonant fi. Famujarudul ittiham. لأخيك المسلم دون دليل على ذلك يعد كبيرة من كبائر الذنوب فالله أمرنا باجتنابي So the Shaykh mentions that from the major sins is having evil suspicion, evil thoughts about the Muslims and the origin regarding the Muslim is goodness and integrity So do not have evil thoughts about your Muslim brother If you do not have an evidence for that which you think about him. The mere accusation of the of your Muslim brother without evidence for that is considered to be a major sin from the major sins and Allah has commanded us to keep away from that. Shaykh Salih Fawzan he mentions فَإِذَا بَلَغَكَ عَنْ أَخِيكَ شَيْءٌ أَوْ حَاكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ شَيْءٌ فَعَلَيْكَ أَلَّا تَسْتَعْجِلْ وَأَنْ تتثبت في الأمر فقد يكون الذي بلغك فاسقا كذابا أو قد يكون الخاطر الذي جال في نفسك من الشيطان 
شیخ صالح فوزان حفیظه الله تعالی he mentions a very important point and may Allah Azza wa Jal allow us to take heed of this point especially in, this, in these times of fitting that if something reaches you about your brother or there is something in your heart against your brother it is upon you not to be hasty it is upon you not to be hasty and it is upon you to get verification regarding this matter what is Sheikh Salih Fawzan saying to us yes something may meet, something may reach you concerning a statement of your brother or position that he holds but even in that case لا تستعجل don't be hasty why is the Sheikh saying not to be hasty haste is from the shaitan there is a narration that has been declared to be a good narration by a sheikh al-abani and you have ulama they say the narration is weak however the meaning is correct at-ta'anni min allah wal-ajla min shaitan that deliverance is from allah and hastiness is from the shaitan so Sheikh Saleh Fawzani says, do not be hasty. It's upon you not to be hasty and it's upon you to verify regarding the matter. Because it is possible that the one who has given you the information, he's a criminal. Or the person is a liar. Or that which the thought that you have within yourself could be from shaitan. The Shaykh he goes on to mention Shaykh Sali Fawzani says And even if it is established That so and so from the people he has some mistakes with him or there's some issues of criticism against him the remedy for that is by way of advice mutual advice and al-istifsar seeking or questioning asking about the matter and seeking clarity the shaykh mentions amma al-i'timad ala al-aqwal wal-dhunun فَإِنَّ هَذَا مِمَّا حَذَّرَ اللَّهُ مِنْ وَهُوَ يُسَبِّبُ قَطِيعَةً The Shaykh he mentioned as for depending upon the statements and one's thoughts or suspicions then this is that which Allah has warned against and it is the reason of relationships being severed The Shaykh he goes on to mention 
أما إذا كان الدافع هو الغير على الدين فعليك التثبت خوفا من أن تصيب أخاك بجهالة And as for the case if it is the person's religious jealousy that has pushed the individual to have these thoughts or to take a position against his brother the sheikh he says still it is upon you to verify out of fear of the possibility that you may afflict your brother out of ignorance Sheikh Sali Fozani goes on to mention فعلى المسلم ولا سيما طالب العلم أن يتأنى ويتمهل وإذا ثبت عند شيء عنده شيء من المحظور فإنه يعالج بالنصيحة لا بالغيبة وإشاعة المساوى في المجالس Sheikh goes on to mention it is upon the Muslim and especially the student of knowledge especially our brother Anwar for no doubt he is a student of knowledge from the students of knowledge he's a graduate from the University of Medina a student in the co- in the college or from the college of hadith and that's a ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon him So especially the likes of the student of knowledge Especially the likes of a graduate From the college of hadith It's upon the individual To be deliberate Don't be hasty Take your time And when something Is established with you Or with the individual from that which is warned against of evil or something that is wrong or bad character or the likes a person he has something is established the sheikh he says it is upon him still it is upon him to remedy the situation with advice not with backbiting not with backbiting and Allah knows best What was stated prior to the tweet coming out Regarding my statement And my hal, my state Because I'm speaking bad about Sheikh Ubaid The father Allahu Musta'an Allah knows best So it is to be remedied with nasiha Not with backbiting And not with spreading the evil And not with spreading the evil in the gatherings. How much more so than the matter being spread on Twitter? For the whole world to see, Abu Yusuf Khalifa criticized our father, Sheikh Ubaid. Instead of giving him the excuse, he criticizes him. Subhanallah wa bihamdi. Subhanallah wa bihamdi
Sheikh Saleh Fawzan, he mentions the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Nasiha, the religion is advice. Sheikh Saleh Fawzan, he goes on to mention, إِنَّ الْمِنْهَجْ السَّلِيمْ وَالْأَقْوَمْ إِذَاءَ إِذَاءَ يَسْمَعُ الْمُسْلَمْ مِنَ الْأَقْوَالِ فِي حَقِّ إِخْوَانِهِ Indeed, the sound methodology and the upright methodology in face of that which the Muslim hears from the statements regarding the rights of his brother, number one, إِذَا سَمِعَ قَوْلًا فِي حَقِّ أَقِي فِي حَقِّ أَخِيهِ فَعَلَيْهِ أَنْ لَا يُبَادِرْ وَيَسْتَعْجِلْ وَيُسِيءُ إِنَّمَا عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَلْتَمِسَ الْعُذُرْ مَا أَمْكَنَ The first matter mentioned by Sheikh Saleh Fawzan. When the individual hears a statement regarding the right of his brother or regarding his brother, Upon him is not to be hasty and just come out, you know, speaking and having bad thoughts. Rather, it is upon him to look for an excuse for his brother, if it's possible. If it's possible. The second matter mentioned, in ثَبَتَ شَيْءٌ مِنَ الْمَحْذُورِ فالواجب أن لا نشيع الأمر بل نتناصح فيما بيننا فإن الدين النصيحة and if something is established from that which is prohibited warrant against that which is not befitting then it is obligatory not to spread the matter rather to have mutual uh, advising and that which is between us for indeed the religion is nasiha I asked a question to our brother Anwar there was no excuse you could have come up with for me no excuse at all of what the statement meant the only thing that you can come up with that it was a a criticism of our father, a Sheikh Ubaid. The only thing that you can come up with is that I was accusing a Sheikh Ubaid for not sitting with Salafis. As if he doesn't sit with nobody to the point you have to mention how many Salafis from around the world the Sheikh has sat with. You couldn't find anything else except for that brother. And let's just say, for argument's sake, and this is not the case, that I was criticizing Sheikh Ubaid for not sitting with some Salafis. Tayyip. There was no way for you to reach me. Obviously, you have my number, and my number's been the same for over 10 years, but really, you have the number because the screenshot, and you knew it was my number. So you couldn't contact me, brother, and say, Akhi, what is this? This kalam. Even though me and you are not on the best of terms, and we don't speak to one another like that, this is a serious matter here. And if you couldn't contact me, then for sure you know individuals 
who can contact me and you could have got a message a message to me but no this was not done not number one nor number two and I say the same thing also in regard his other tweet in which he accused myself and our brother and elder Abu Muhammad al-Jamaiki of being silent when a Sheikh Abdullah Bukhari was being spoken against in the group I say to you brother don't be hasty are you sure that we were silent about the matter is it not possible that we did not see the message brothers have jobs brothers have families brothers are not on their phones all day just looking and monitoring every single message there's over 200 and something people in the Bukhari group matter of fact I believe at that time looking at the dates the room was filled there was no one that can be added to the group anymore because it was filled and if you paid attention to the tweets or the, the messages excuse me because it's not Twitter there were hours that went by no message from myself nor from Abu Muhammad al-Jamiki I work for the city brother and my phone has to be off at work just like when you go into the prisons if you're still working in the prisons your phone has to be off so if you're in a group an admin in a group and your phone is off and somebody puts a, a, a message in there can somebody blame you and say oh Anwar was quiet he didn't say anything and in any event alhamdulillah the matter was addressed in the group and being that you are a spy in the group or you have someone spying in the group or there's someone taking information back to you then you should know this and the position of the admins in the group is that a Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari he is a Sheikh who is Salafi from the Salafi Mashaykh and we do not make tabdir of a Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari we have not made tabdir of a Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari we do not view a Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari to be from the innovators or the people of innovation rather he is from the Salafiyin and from the Mashaykh of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah and with that said we also hold that in this current fitna we do not agree with the position of a Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari rather our position is the position of other Mashaykh from them Mashaykh who are from the Kibar Ulama and other than them we are upon the position of the other Mashaykh who still have good things to say about a Sheikh Muhammad bin Hadi they cooperate with him they praise him and they view him to be from the scholars rather from the major scholars of this deen and they do not criticize him or warn the people against him we are upon the position of those Mashaykh. Khalas. 
But even if we seen it and we were silent, and this is established, Anwar, he couldn't contact Abu Muhammad al-Jamaiki who was right there in Philadelphia with him to get clarity what's going on. I know we're not speaking really, but what's going on with this? No. None of that was done. Shaykh Uthaymeen rahimahullah ta'ala in his explanation of the book of Shaykh Baka Abu Zaid Hulia Talib al-Ilm The Adornment of the Student of Knowledge Point number 15 Al-Thabat Wat-Tathabut Being firmly grounded upon the religion and verifying Verifying Shaykh Abu Bakr He stated Tahal Bithabat Wat-Tathabut لا سيما في الملمات والمهمات So the point is from point number 15 Again being firm upon the religion this is what the student of knowledge must adorn himself with, being firm upon the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and verifying affairs, especially in the matters of calamity or misfortune, adversity, and in the important affairs. Sheikh Saleh Fawzani stated, Rahimahullah, هَذَا أَهَمَّا يَكُنْ فِي هَذِهِ الْآدَابِ هُوَ التَّثَبُّتْ فِي مَا يُنْقَلْ مِنْ أَخْبَارِ Oh, فِي مَا يَنْقُلْ مِنْ أَخْبَارِ This is from the most important of that which there is regarding these matters of mannerisms. And it is verifying regarding that which is relayed from the information or that which the person relays. The Shaykh goes on to say, What tathabbut fi ma yasdur minka min al-ahkam fal-akhbar idha nuqilat falabut an tathabbut fil-hukm رُبَّمَا يَكُونَ الْخَبْرَ الَّذِي سَمِعْتَهُ مَبْنِيًّا عَلَىٰ أَصْلٍ أَنْتَ تَجْهَلُهُ فَتَحْكُمْ فَتَحْكُمْ بِأَنَّهُ خَطَأْ وَالْوَاكِعْ بِأَنَّهُ لَيْسَ بِخَطَأْ وَلَكِنْ كَيْفَ الْعِلَاجِ فِي هَذِهِ الْحَالَةِ the Shaykh mentioned Rahimahullah In the matter of The person or the student of knowledge Should adorn himself with verifying Verification regarding that which comes from you From rules and regulations Meaning the judgments that you make in affairs, especially the judgments that you pass upon people. 
and the information. So therefore, when the information is relayed, فَلَا بُدْ أَن تَتَثَبُّتْ It is a must that you verify regarding the rule. Because it's possible that the information that you heard is based upon a foundation that you are not aware of or that you are ignorant of. And then you base a judgment. Or you place a judgment upon that which you are ignorant of. That the matter is a mistake. But in reality, it is not a mistake. However, how do we remedy this situation in this case? The Shaykh says, Al-ilaj bi antatasal bi man nusiba ilayhi al-khata wa taqool nukila anka kada wa kada fahal hadha sahih ثم نناقش فقد يكون استنكارك ونفور نفسك منه أول وهلا لأنك لا تدري ما سبب هذا المنقول ويقال إذا علم السبب بطل العجل شيخ ثيمين رحمه الله تعالى he states the remedy is that you call the one who the speech or the mistake has been attributed to. And you say to the individual, it has been relayed on you that you have said such and such and such and such, or you did such and such and such and such. Is this correct? And then we debate the matter. And it is possible that your rejection and the fleeing of your soul from this individual, it comes in the first instance because you do not know the reason behind that which has been relayed. And it is stated that when the reason behind things are known. And this is very important. Subhanallah wa bihamdi. And I, I say this with all sincerity. That if we all, and I include myself. If we all were to implement these pieces of advice. From the Mashaykh Then we will not have This Fitna That we have Between Ahlul Sunnah So the Shaykh mentioned That when the reason is known Then the hastiness Becomes invalid Meaning when a person Knows the reason behind things He will not be quick to pass judgment And rules upon people Abu al-Barakat Badruddin Muhammad al-Ghazi He stated in his book Adab al-Ishr Wa-Dhikr al-Suh Wa-Dhikr al-Suhba Wal-Ukhuwa The mannerisms of cohabiting And the mentioning Of Matters connected to companionship and brotherhood Tahseenu dhan Having good thoughts About your brothers Having good thoughts about your brothers And this is From the books of one of the salaf 
And this is a very important matter As we see the Salaf they spoke about These affairs And he mentioned The statement of Ibn Mazin Al-Mu'min Yatlub Ma'adhira ikhwanihi Wal-Munafiq Yatlub Atharatihim that the, that the believer He searches for Excuses for his brothers As for the hypocrite Then he searches for the faults And the mistakes And please let not no one say That I'm calling My brother Anwar Wright A munafiq so I'm not saying that Rather I'm mentioning the narration To show The importance of seeking to make excuses for your brother And not being hasty in passing judgments As for seeking the faults of the believers Then this is from the characteristics and traits of the hypocrites And may Allah protect us from that Another narration he mentioned on Hamdun Al-Qassar إِذَا زَلَّ أَخٌ مِنْ إِخْوَانِكْ فَاطْلُبْ لَهُ تِسْعِينَ عُذْرًا فَإِنْ لَمْ يَقْبَلْ ذَلِكَ فَأَنْتَ الْمُعِيبِ Hamdun he mentioned that when a brother from your brothers makes a mistake then seek to make for him 90 excuses 90 excuses Unfortunately Myself Abu Muhammad al-Jamaki We couldn't get one excuse From our brother And our youngin Anwar Wright Couldn't get one excuse For we are Elders to our brother Anwar in age as well as in Salafia he couldn't make an excuse for us or is it the case that these mannerisms are only implemented with the bros he deals with those who he recognized to be his elders in this manner And those who are not associated with him and the bros They do not receive this type of treatment These mannerisms, brothers and sisters We are to observe with one another whether we get along with one another Whether we are the best of friends These pieces of advice from the ulama past and present Are to be implemented amongst the Muslims There is a narration the Umar ibn Khattab he stated لا تظن بكلمة خرجت من أخيك
نعم لا تظن بكلمة خرجت من أخيك المؤمن شرا وأنت تجد لها في الخير محملا Do not think evil about a statement that has come from your believing brother and you find for it a good way to carry the statement or to understand it Abu Qilaba Abdullah ibn Zaid he stated إِذَا بَلَغَكَ عَنْ أَخِيكَ شَيْءٌ تَقْرَهُ فَالْتَمِسْ لَهُ الْعُذْرِ فَإِنْ لَمْ تَجِدْ لَهُ عُذْرًا فَقُلْ فِي نَفْسِكَ لَعَلَّ لِأَخِي عُذْرًا لَا أَعْلَمُهُ That if something reaches you regarding your brother that you dislike, then look for him an excuse. And if you do not find for him an excuse, then say to yourself perhaps, there's an excuse for my brother that I do not know or I'm unaware of. And I'm sure my brother Anwar, may Allah guide me and him, he's aware of these texts, he's aware of these statements of Ahlul Ilm past and present. For again, he is a student of knowledge who has graduated from the College of Hadith from Medina University, a prestige university. So I'm sure he studied these matters with the Mashaykh. And he himself has mentioned these matters. And I'm sure that Anwar will never deal with those who he considers to be his elders in the da'wah the way he has dealt with myself and likewise Abu Muhammad al-Jamaiki understand that these rulings and statements of the ulama past and present are applicable even if the person is not to be considered from the bros it's very important that we stay away from the characteristics of the people of falsehood and particularly Ahlul Kitab and particularly from them the Yahud why do I say this? Allah Azza wa Jal He mentions in Surah Ali Imran regarding the Jews ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَالُوا لَيْسَ عَلَيْنَا فِي الْأُمِّيِّينَ سَبِيلٍ وَيَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ And that is because they say it is not for the unlettered people away against us. And they say upon Allah that which is a lie and they know better. Without a doubt, this t- verse has come down regarding the mannerisms of the Yahud dealing with the Arab. And some of the scholars of Tafsir mentioned that the Arab from the Mushrikeen, they will lend money to the Jews. And then once those individuals have had accepted Islam, they felt that they did not have to give them the money back. 
That's one of the statements that have come in the books of Tafsir. Or others that they felt that they can take the money of the Arab and not pay them back because they're not from their religion. They're not Jews, so they can treat them in any manner that they wish. But the point here is that this is from the methodology of Ahl Kitab, the Jews specifically, and that is, if you're not from their group, then they can deal with you in any type of manner that they want. And that there's no way for you to get your rights from them. I hope that this is not the case with our brother Anwar. That being that we are not from his immediate circle. Although we are upon the same religion. But we are not from his immediate circle. That we don't have any rights. And that the only ones who he honors and respects. And he will implement these texts and advices with. Are those who are with his group. I hope that this is not the case. And if it is the case, then be aware of following the way of those whom Allah Azawajal's anger is upon. And as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, Man tashabbaha biqawmin fuhuwa minhum That whoever imitates a people, he is from them. We want to give our brother Anwar the benefit of the doubt. That that which pushed him to do what he did was his jealousy for the religion and preserving the honor of the scholars. And if this is not the case, then what is the case? Was he looking to expose the faults of his Muslim brothers and tarnish their reputation in the eyes of the Salafi communities? And if this is the case, that this he was trying to expose myself, expose Abu Muhammad al-Jamaki and make us look bad in the eyes of the Salafis. Then I remind him of the narration of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah where he stated, Sa'ada Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala al-minbar fanada bi sawtun rafi' faqal ya ma'ashara من أسلم بلسانه ولم يفضل الإيمان إلى قلبه لا تؤذوا المسلمين ولا تعيروه ولا تعيروهم ولا تتبعوا أوراتهم فإنه من تتبع أورة أخيه المسلم تتبع الله أورته فإنه من تتبع أورة أخيه المسلم تتبع الله أورته ومن تتبع الله أورته يفدحه ولو في جوف بيته أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhumah he stated that the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم he got upon the member and he called out with a, a raised voice O oh, you who have accepted Islam with his tongue, but faith has not entered into his heart, do not harm the Muslims, and do not ridicule them, and do not follow behind their faults. فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ تَتَبَّعَ أَوْرَةَ أَخِيهِ الْمُسْلِمِ For indeed the one who follows behind the faults of his Muslim brother, تَتَبَّعَ اللَّهُ أَوْرَةَ then Allah will follow behind his faults. وَمَنْ تَتَبَّعَ اللَّهُ أَوْرَتَهُ 
يَفْدَحْهُ وَلَوْ فِي جَوْفِ بَيْتِهِ And the one who Allah follows behind his faults, then Allah will expose him even in the confines of his home. Like myself and all of us, I'm sure that my brother Anwar does not want his faults to be exposed by Allah to the public, especially the faults which take place in the privacy of his home. Just like we all, we have our sins, we have our mistakes, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't want those things to be put out in the public. By Allah, by Allah, as the narration mentions. So with that said, with that being said, we must be careful not to fall into this prohibition of following up the faults of one another and trying to get dirt upon one another and trying to expose one another. We have to be careful with this because Allah, as the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, that Allah will expose our faults even from the confines of our home. And this is the principle, Al-Jazam and Jins Al-Amal, that the reward that a person receives is based upon the type of deeds that the person does. I want to remind the brother Anwar of one of his translations. That's on Twitter, and this is dated April 6, 2014. Our brother Anwar Wright translated some speech from Sheikh Muhammad Aman Al-Jami, Rahimahullah. He said, Sheikh Muhammad Aman, Rahimahullah said, it is not for the affair or is not from the affair of the students of knowledge to follow up the slips and mistakes of the people so long as they are from Ahl-Sunnah and are not innovators. Again, this is the tweet of Anwar himself. And this is dated back April 6, 2014. And if one was to go to his Twitter, the tweet is still up. So here he tweets, or he translates a tweet, the speech of Sheikh Muhammad a man rahimahullah that it is not from the affair of the students of knowledge to follow the slips and the mistakes
And especially when the people are the people of the Sunnah. So long as the people are from Ahl Sunnah. So if my brother Anwar, may Allah Azza wa Jal guide me and him to that which is correct. If he was following up my mistakes and the mistakes of Abu Muhammad al-Jamaki, then I say to him, are we not from Ahl Sunnah? Do we not deserve the courtesy that our mistakes are not followed up? Or is it that we have left the fold of Ahlul Sunnah? That we have done and said that which puts us outside of the fold of Ahlul Sunnah? Or is it that because we are not from the bros, we don't get the courtesy that the bros get? Even though we are from Ahl Sunnah, but we're not from the bros. In any event, if our brother Anwar is upon this path of following up faults, then I remind him of the statement of one who he holds dear, so dear that he once mentioned that whoever loves this person then he is a person of the sunnah. And it is none other than Abu Khadija of Salafi Publications. And may Allah rectify my affair and the affair of Abu Khadija and all of the Muslims. Abu Khadija stated in a tweet, and it's also on the same date, April 6, 2014, on Twitter, a minhaj lesson for the ignorant defender of the innovator Al-Hajuri who tries to expose the slips of the Salafis. Here Abu Khadija of Salafi publication he mentions that from the methodology of the innovator Al-Hajuri is to follow up the slips of the Salafis. So if my brother Anwar is traversing upon this path of following up the slips of myself and Abu Muhammad al-Jamaki and other Salafi brothers who are not connected with him and from the bros, then I say to you, as our elder has mentioned, addressing the individual who is defending Al-Hajuri the Innovator, who follows up the slips of the Salafis that you are traversing upon the path of Al-Hajuri the Innovator as Abu Khadija has mentioned but again trying to have a good thought for our brother Anwar 
let's just say that the news it reached him no spying involved and when he seen it he wanted to command the right and forbid the wrong I remind our brother Anwar that there are conditions for the commanding of the right and the forbidding of the wrong as mentioned by the noble scholar the Imam al-Sheikh Muhammad ibn Saleh al-Uthaymin in his explanation of Riyadh al-Salihin the Sheikh he mentions Al-Amr bil-Ma'roof wal-Nahi al-Munkar yahtaj ila al-Umur that the commanding of the right and the forbidding of the wrong is in need of matters Al-Amru al-Awwal an yakun al-Insan aliman bil-Ma'roof wal-Munkar the first matter is that the person has to be one who is knowledgeable of the good and the evil and alhamdulillah Brother Anwar, he's a student of knowledge. He knows better, or he should know better. But here's the point. Al-Amru Thani An Ta'lam Bi Anna Hadha Rajul Tariq Lil Ma'roof or Fa'il Lil Munkar Wala Ta'chudan Nas Wala Ta'chudan Nas Bituhma or Bidvan. The second matter is that you know that this individual, he has left off doing that which is good or he is doing that which is evil and you should not take the people to account by way of accusations or suspicions. And then the Shaykh he goes on to mention كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم يستفتهم أولا قبل أن يأمره that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to question the people before he would command فإنه ثبت في صحيح مسلم أن رجلا دخل يوم الجمعة والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يخطب وجلس ولم يصلي تحية المسجد فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أصليت قال لا قال كم فصلي ركعتين ولم يأمره أن يصلي ركعتين حتى سأله هل صلى أم لا مع أن الظاهر الحال أنه رجل دخل وجلس ولم يصلي ولكن الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم خاف أن يكون قد صلى وهو لم يشعر به فقال أصليت فقال لا قال كم فصلي ركعتين فكذلك في المنكر لا يجوز أن تنكر على شخص إلا إذا علمت أنه وقع Sheikh Saleh Fawzan Afwan Sheikh Muhammad ibn Saleh Al-Uthaymeen Rahimullah Ta'ala He stated That it is established in Sahih Muslim That a person or a man entered On the day of Jummah into the masjid And the Prophet Sallallahu Was given the khutbah And the man sat down And he didn't pray The Turaqa'ah For entering into the masjid Greeting the masjid So the Prophet Sallallahu Asked him did you pray? The man said no. The prophet said, get up and pray to Raqqa. 
or stand and pray to Raqqa. Sheikh Uthaymin says he did not command him to pray to Raqqa until he asked. Did he pray or not? Even though from what was apparent that he was a person who just came into the masjid and sat down and he didn't pray. That was, that was apparent. However, the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was afraid that it was possible that the man prayed, meaning he prayed and the prophet didn't see him. The man prayed and the prophet was not aware of him praying. So instead of the prophet just saying, stand and pray to Raqqa, he asked him first, did you pray? The man said no. The prophet said, stand and pray to Raqqa. And likewise, when it comes to the matters of evil, it is not permissible to reprimand a person except that you know that he has actually fallen into evil. And to be honest, Anwar, our brother, he was not upon 100% surety that I was criticizing our father, Sheikh Ubaid, and accusing him of not sitting with no Salafis. He wasn't 100% sure about that. That was his evil suspicion or intentional malice and being misleading to the people. And likewise with the situation with Abu Muhammad al-Jamaki and myself. He wasn't sure that we were silent about that which was said about Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari. He didn't verify before he made inkar. He didn't verify before he rebuked the evil. Rather, he just went ahead and put out that which he put out on Twitter. Look at the story of Hatib ibn Abi Balta'a, the Sahabi radiallahu an, who sent a letter to the Quraysh informing them of the plans of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to attack Mecca. When the letter got back to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Did he just automatically come out and rebuke Hatib even though outwardly, apparently, this was something that was major and serious offense? But what did he say? Ma hamalaka ala hada ya Hatib. What caused you to do this, O Hatib? Couldn't our brother Anwar Wright contact me and say, Ya Abba Yusuf, ma hamalaka ala hada? Oh Abu Yusuf, what caused you to say this? Couldn't he have called Abu Muhammad al-Jamaiki? Ya Abu Muhammad, ma hamalaka ala hadha sukut? What caused you to be quiet about this affair? Couldn't he have done that? But no, we didn't get that courtesy. Al-Amru Thalith An la yazul al-munkar ila ma huwa a'adham min Fa'in kana hadha al-munkar لو نهينا عنه زال إلى ما هو أعظم فإنه لا يجوز أن ننهى عنه. The third matter is that the evil is not to be removed for that which is greater than it. If this evil, if we were to prohibit it, it will 
lead to that which is greater than it, then it is not permissible to prohibit this evil. That our brother Anwar, may Allah guide me and him and all of the Muslims, did he take this into consideration? What will be the ramifications of him putting this stuff out on Twitter publicly? Let's just say, for argument's sake, Brother Anwar was right. And I said something about Sheikh Wabait. And I'm deserving to be dropped from being a Salafi student of knowledge that people benefit from. Tayyip, I'm dropped today. Are you going to come, O oh Brother Anwar? And lead the five daily prayers or as much as you can in Masjid Nur Allah? Are you going to take up the responsibility of the classes at Masjid Nur Allah? Are you going to deal with the family issues that are here at Masjid Nur Allah? Because I'm dropped now. I'm not a person who the people should take from. Even though, alhamdulillah, the speech of Anwar does not affect my community but let's just say it did let's just say his speech had an effect a negative effect upon the community here in New York City so now you get me out the way you knock me out the box no problem who from amongst the bros is going to come up here and take on this responsibility and mind you, and keep in mind, there's no salary up here. So you're going to have to work and do the responsibilities in the masjid. Likewise, who's going to go over there to Masjid al-Hadith and take over the responsibilities there? Maybe that may be a little easier because it's there in Philadelphia. But still in all, Brother Anwar and those with him, they have their own responsibilities and their own communities to take care of. So what will be the benefit in knocking off your Salafi brothers? Let's just say there's mistakes, but you knock them out the box, no problem. Who's going to take their place now? And we always speak about the importance of combating innovation and the people of innovation and stopping the spread of innovation. Tayyip, isn't it logical that the more students that we have upon the methodology of the Salaf al-Salih, the better? Or only you and the bros? Allah musta'an. Allah musta'an. I don't think that the ramifications that can come from this situation was thought about. Rather, it was, we got something now. I could be wrong, but it looked like this matter was done in haste. Finally, we have something on them, credible, their statements, their silence. Look, world, we've been telling you about these brothers, their deviants. See, he's speaking bad about Sheikh Obey. See, they're co-signing the Ta'an 
Sheikh Abdullah Bukhari. See, see, Allah Musta'an. Sheikh Saleh Fawzan, he stated, فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَجُوزُ anhu عَنْهُ دَرُعًا لِكُبْرَ الْمَفْسَدَتَيْنِ بِسُغْرَاهِمَا لِأَنَّهُ إِذَا تَعَارَضَ عِنْدَنَا مَفْسَدَتَانِ وَكَانَتَا إِحْدَاهُمَا أَكْبَرَ مِنَ الْأُخْرَى فَإِنَّنَا نَتَّقِي الْكُبْرَى بِالسُغْرَى So, if the removal of the evil is going to lead to a greater evil, it is not permissible to prevent or prohibit the evil repelling the greater of the two matters of corruption by the lesser of the two. Because whenever we have two matters of corruption and one of them is greater than the other, then we repel the greater by doing the lesser of the two. Not knock Abu Yusuf Khalifa out the box and then the people of innovation take over Masjid Nur Allah once again as it was at one time. The Masjid of Hizb Tahrir. Alhamdulillah, the Masjid is the Masjid of the people of the Sunnah. And their class is being taught based upon the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet with the understanding of the Sahaba. Likewise, Masjid al-Hadith is a Masjid of the people of the Sunnah. You want these masajid to close or you want these masjids to be taken over by the people of innovation? Be mindful. I want to finish up Reminding Brother Anwar of an important matter, being that he is the one who put my speech from the WhatsApp group on Twitter and termed it to be a criticism of a Sheikh Ubaid, an accusation against Sheikh Ubaid, giving the impression to the people that I speak ill of the scholars. I remind the brother of the hadith on the authority of Abdullah radiyallahu an qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam la tuqtal nafsun dhulman illa kana ala bani adam al awwal kiflun min damiha li'annahu awwal man sanna al qatl وفي رواية لا تقتل نفس إلا كان لبني آدم الأول كفل منها. The first narration: A soul is not killed unjustly except that a portion of its blood is upon the first son of Adam because he is the first one to establish or set the precedence of unjust killing. That's, that narration is in Muslim. The other narration, that a soul is not killed except that upon the first son of Adam, a portion of it.
Sheikh Uthaymeen Rahimahullah Ta'ala He mentioned Qul man Qul man qatala nafsan Bighayri haq Kana ala qabil Kiflun wa nasibun Min azabiha Lianahu awwal man sanna al-qatl Wa hakadha Kullu man sanna jarimatan Fil-islam Wattaba'ahu al-nasu alayha Fa'inna alayhi من كل عمل واحد وزر نسأل الله العافية. شيخ ثيمين he mentions that every individual who kills someone without right, then it is upon Kabil, the first son of Adam, a portion from its punishment because he was the first one to set the precedence of unjust killing. And here's the point here, as no one has been killed, but here's the point. Likewise, whoever sets the precedent of a wrongdoing or a crime in Islam and the people follow that matter, then upon him from every individual who does it is a sin. We ask Allah for the safety and the security. Shaykh Uthaymeen, he went on to mention in another place, وَهَذَا التَّعْلِيلِ له فائدة عظيمة وهو أن من سن إثما فإن عليه إثم من استن به وهو شاهد للحديث الصحيح من سن في الإسلام سنة سيئة كان عليه وزرها ووزر من عمل بها من بعده من غير أن ينقص من أوزارهم شيء Sheikh Uthaymeen, he stated, or let me continue, وَالظَّاهِرُ الْحَدِيثِ أَنَّ مَنْ فَعَلَهَا وَإِنْ لَمْ يَنْوِي أَنَّهُ مُسْتَنَّ بِالْأَوَّلِ فَعَلَى الْأَوَّلِ نَصِيبٌ مِنَ الْإِثْمِ Sheikh Uthaymeen, he comments on this hadith, the hadith of Whenever someone kills someone unjustly, that a portion of the sin returns back to the first son of Adam. Naam. Shaykh Uthaymeen, rahimahullah ta'ala, He mentions that this matter or this purpose or this issue here that comes from the narration that it has a tremendous benefit. And what is the benefit? The benefit is whoever sets a precedence of sin then upon him is the sin of the one who follows it. And this is the witness from the authentic, or this is the witness for the authentic narration, that whoever sets an evil precedence in Islam, then upon him is the sin of it, and the sin of the one who does it after him, without decreasing from their sins. The Shaykh, says, that which is apparent from the narration that whoever does that act, even if the person does not intend to follow the one 
who set the precedence, then still upon the first person who did it is the portion of the sin. So I say this to my brother Anwar and all those who liked his tweet and retweeted the tweet and commented on the tweet, supporting the tweet, supporting the misconception, supporting the falsehood concerning my speech, that as long as you all continue this, the sin is going to be upon brother Anwar without decreasing from your sins. And whoever follows you and you following brother Anwar, then their sin is going to be on you and the likes. So it is upon brother Anwar to retract this misconception that he spread regarding my speech and repent publicly just as he put it out publicly. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant us all the success to be upon what he loves and is pleased with. And whatever I have said that is correct, the praise is for Allah. And whatever is incorrect, it is for myself and my apologies for the long duration of this address. And may Allah Azza wa Jal unite the hearts of the people of the Sunnah and make us all one as we should be and remove the fitting from our ranks. May Allah Azza wa Jal unite the ranks of the ulama and remove this current fitna and bring an end to it and make us all one as we should be. Wa subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta astaghfiruka wa atubi ilayk.